Welcome to Bitten by Radioactive Podcast, where we give powers to a name. We are into December now. It's coming to the end of the year, and boy, what a year it has been. I check Twitter every day, and there seems to be something else erupting in the world of comics. It's practically non-stop. But you know I what? did not come onto this podcast to continue talking about comics drama. Please. That sounds no. incredibly unfestive of you, Dean. Yes. That, that, well, you didn't let me finish. Oh. Once again, Dean is martyred during his conversation without being able to finish. I'm saying let's put all that behind us in the spirit of the season. Mm-hmm. Let's come together. Let's forget about this fucking trash fire pit of despair of a year and let's just make a few superheroes before before we're all done with 2017 before we learn how to write the date differently in our school papers i don't know about you but every time i came back to school in january i was freaked out every time i wrote the date because for like two months afterwards it'd be crossed out shit in the margin oh yeah every time every time speaking of papers and books (laughs) A, what, a, right. what, a, what a long tangent it gets Let's... so arbitrary more and more every week it's like you've asked us to shrink down our recommendations but in doing so what you've decided is that your <laughs> tangents and like segues <laughs> are twice as long yeah listen listen you gotta prune the tree in order for the flowers to bloom right and in this case the flowers aren't the podcast they're your segues and how beautiful they are this season <laughs> Jade, what have you been reading? Tell me. Tell oh, are you me. sure you want to start with me? I'm sure Oof. I want to start with you. Okay. Well, I'm I'm back on my shit again. Uh, Time to get saucy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, I've been reading Embracing Love by Yoka Nita. Ooh. Uh, so it's one of my favorite yaoi manga series. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, I'm not sure if I've actually defined it on the podcast before, but yaoi is basically gay content. It's pretty gay. Yeah, it's pretty darn gay. So mm. this one is about two former adult video actors who want to take on serious mainstream roles, but they have to do one last adult video. One's... <laughs> the, the, the last heist. Hey man, we yes. need them. one more job and then we're out of here. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something <laughs> euphemistic to say about that. What's the job, Jade? <laughs> anyway. It's the big uh... one. The big one. Oh, What's Jesus. What's the job? Okay. Let me get through this. <laughs> okay, so one of the guys is older and stoic and he's really well respected. That's not a mm-hmm. euphemism. The other is really young and trendy and an upstart and you could take that as a euphemism. Um, mm-hmm. So they start off hating each other, but through making this porno, they fall in love. <laughs> this is going to be a pretty dumb question, but what do you enjoy about the comic, Jade? Well, there's uh, several things. So I bet there are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have a small list. Let me try and get through it. And no more interruptions. <laughs> so <laughs> the book is about their developing relationship and their careers in film, TV, and modeling. But what I like is that it's not a typical yaoi, from, which is usually written from a female perspective. So it's not about one of them being the top and semi and the other being the uke or the bottom. They're actually equals throughout, both in their public and private lives and in the bedroom, which is quite a novel thing. Like Usually you get like the one that's the bottom is just basically a female stand-in, but these are both written as masculine guys. Hmm. 
Second, Nita has a really great grasp of fashion, so the characters actually dress appropriately for the lives they lead. They look like, you know, mainstream actors and models. Sure. And the last thing is the plot is divided up into segments that are not just covering their private relationship and their time at work, but you also get these immersive subplots from the actual shows that they appear in. So you get Mm. to kind of immerse yourself within a story within a story, which is even more different from typical yaoi. Excellent. Not your typical boys doing it comic. Pretty much, yeah. But there is a lot of doing it, just to really (laughs) sell it. There's a lot of doing it. (laughs) Speaking of fashion, you mentioned fashion in your description. Well, I've got a comic oozing with fashion. It is Snot Girl by Brian Lee O'Malley, Leslie Hung, with uh, Mickey Quinn and Murray Odomo. And what a beautiful book. I've mentioned um, Brian Lee O'Malley before in regards to Scott Pilgrim. But he's just taking writing duties on this with uh, Leslie Hung doing the art. To give you the lowdown, it's a it's all about a popular fashion blogger, the nice green-haired lady on the cover, Lottie Person, who is more than a little vile on the inside, both figuratively and literally. She has massive allergies that she tries to just repress all the way down. And she tries to start making some new friends after she gets dumped for brunch. Haters brunch, in fact. Of course, tying in with a quite vile personality, quite self-centered in um in a very sort of oh clueless way. You know, we all love clueless here. Oh, I think you need to clarify. You were talking about the clueless film, not in a clueless way, as in the adjective. Oh, yeah, I never use clueless like that. I'm always in reference to the film. Okay, the quintessential masterpiece of the '90s. But yeah, Snot Girl. She tries to make her friends, trying to sort of shed a little bit of a hatery way but of course things go badly and it's like i said it's got this sort of modern self-centered vile but in an ignorant way so in some respects it comes off as quite quite humorous in that very typical deprecating o'malley way but really the secret weapon of this comic right the secret weapon is the colors mm. and the, the 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 lettering we're, we're going back to color talk it's been ages since we've had a good color talk it is but um Quinn does such a wonderful job with the colours and it really uh, does well to blend with all the um, fashionable youths going around in the comic and it really complements uh, Leslie's designs and fashion sense herself, which is always, always on point. And being um, an O'Malley comic, there's lots of interesting takes on uh, on the lettering as well. you got your typical um, introduction boxes that Brian loves so much and it just tells this really... Um, Rapid but deep story that I desperately want to dig into a little bit more. I, I do enjoy a little bit of Mally. Now, Josh, 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 Josh. Mm, yes. Lay down. Ooh. Oh, it's my turn. It okay. Is. Um, well, recently, the first issue of DC's biggest event, uh, the controversial Doomsday Clock, has been coming out. But I'm not going to recommend it. Um, and it's not for any oh, no. creative stuff. It's only one issue out. And I hate recommending things with only like minimal issues out Mm, you never know what's going to happen yeah there is a segue into this so you'll quite like this dean but i have gone back to a book that the same team have done Uh, doomsday clock is currently done by jeff johns gary frank and brad anderson on colors this time okay i like all of their books like i love their shazam Mm -hmm. stuff but i've gone back because i mean you know bitten by radioactive podcast is all about origin stories Mm -hmm. it is so i've gone back to superman secret origin oh which is a really cool book all about uh, chronicling like Superman's 
origin. Naturally. From when he was a kid and first realizing all about his powers, right up to like his first few days in Metropolis, and they start building up his rogues gallery. Oh, cool. Cool, cool. But the main reason I love this book, other than the fact that I love... Well, actually, no, this links in. Um, I love Gary Frank's art generally, but this book kind of has a timelessness to it. Hmm. And it works as quite a nice companion piece to the original uh, Superman the movie. And it's not just in terms of tone, but it's also down to the fact that the way that Gary Frank draws Superman is pretty much identical to Christopher Reeve. Right. Oh. So that's pretty cool. Hmm. That is neat. Like, he, he's iconic in the role. Mm. So yeah, I've just been reading that this week. I'm going to fall back on my old crutch. It's just good. Um, <laughs> Fits like a comfy jumper. It, do you know what? It is comfy. Oh, the, the book itself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I regularly wear it as some kind of outward apparel. <laughs> <laughs> like a Bernard Black style jacket, mm. you know. You just mm. paste the pages. Excellent. Three quality books. Two about fashion and one about timeless fashion in the way of Superman's classic getup, I guess. That's how I'm going to link that. <laughs> Master of the Segway. <laughs> oh, I mean, of course. Of course. Come on. If you um, say of course one more time <laughs> this podcast, I'm would you like me flip to flip my lid. Would, would you like me to stop? Yes. Of course. I will. Ah! So I, I've been swept off my feet with matters that are incredibly boring to hear about. So Jade yes. has stepped in to do the prompt gathering for this week i certainly have so this prompt is going to be another great one for google searches uh if i do say so myself you know if there's there's one thing we love here on beat my rank podcast it's search engine optimization oh hell Mm. yeah Mm. so when when i think of christmassy holiday themed uh media one of the things that jumps to mind is harry potter (laughs) okay sure and the hilarious thing is that the official Harry Potter name generator is actually shit. Oh. Oh. Uh, it just gives you sort of meshes of existing Potter names like Bloody Baron Evans and <laughs> Dudley Jenkins and stuff like that, right? Herbie, Herbie Weasler. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I didn't go with that one. I have managed okay. to find an actual decent one and Ooh. it's questionnaire time. Yes. Oh no. Listen, it's, it's been a while. I'm Hufflepuff. I'm Hufflepuff. I'm just going to cut this off in the past. <sighs> Listen to me. Are you a witch or are you a wizard, Harry? Ooh. Uh, let's, I'm a Hufflepuff. Let's go witch. Witch. Mm. Okay, which Hogwarts house do you think you'd fit in the best? Ooh. Hufflepuff. Hold on, this needs to be talked about properly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Th- I'm a, a Slytherin. And I'm potentially a Ravenclaw. And if the, Well, process of elimination, that leaves one. Oh, Gryffindor. Not, the, the gobshite house. <laughs> no. No. No, listen, listen, listen. Hufflepuff. We can't spend this whole podcast debating our houses. That was just ridiculous. Then um, let's go with Hufflepuff. Dean, shut up. <laughs> Can we do some sort of uh, random name, ran- random number even? I randomly choose okay. Hufflepuff. No, no, give me a number between one and four. Three. Hufflepuff. <laughs> Three is Hufflepuff. <laughs> <laughs> Put it in. All right. Which wizarding occupation would you be best suited for? Magizoologist, aura, magical historian, or professor? I don't know why only historian has magical in front of it. Like <laughs> a magical historian. Not just a normal historian or professor, a magical professor. Are you a shopkeeper or a magical shopkeeper? <laughs> so which What's- one? 
Listen, um, the coolest thing in the first film was Ollivander's shop. Well, is there Wand an, Maker uh, is not there. Uh, what? Fuck off. Let's go. Was Aura one of them? Yes. Well, come on. You know, Aura's all about like fighting crime. Yeah, all right. Oh, let's do okay, that then. that's true. Which Harry Potter death scarred you the most? I guess at this point we spoilers. should say spoilers. Jesus who, Christ, spoilers. Who hasn't either read or seen all of the Harry Potter books at this point? I mean, Dean? <laughs> I've... I've seen all the films, okay. but I remember very little. Okay, so the deaths you can choose from are Hedwig, Dobby, Sirius Black, or Fred Weasley. Listen, I laughed the most when Dobby died. Can we choose choose it based on that? <laughs> no, you, you got Hufflepuff. Uh, well, felt, you said Aura. I felt more so. sad when Hedwig died than when Sirius Black died, so... You, that fucking mm. hell. No, S- Sirius was just a bit too quick, I think. He was just kind of like... No, he was just a shit character. But it was played by Gary Oldman. So you want to put Sirius Black? No. Let's go Fred. Fred Weasley. All right. That's a decent choice. Which class would be your favourite? Herbology, charms, potions, or defence against the dark arts? Defence against the dark arts. What about a magic herbology? <laughs> <laughs> I think we should go with dark arts, like Dean yeah. says, because that fits with the whole fighting... Okay. Thing. Or herbology. I'm gonna grow a plant. No, too that bad. Will... We're on the next one. <laughs> oh, okay. During the Battle of Hogwarts, you would be probably dead, kicking some Death Eater butt, hiding from everyone, or unsure of which side to join. What? Phys- physically kicking? I mean, no, it just says on. kicking some Death Eater butt. Hold on a second. Who the fuck? Who the actual fuck is going to be in that war zone and being all like, "Oh, both are good though." Uh, Ooh, Draco man. Malfoy. For example, oh, listen here, Dwee. Don't don't, don't get me here. started on analysing the Battle of Hogwarts. We'll be here all night. Which one's the most heroic kicking, of them all? Surely, kicking Death Eater butt. Yeah, all right. And I'm gonna I'm gonna Jamming. make sure that it's not magic kicking. It is just physically kicking. Just physical kicking. Okay. Yeah. Boot to ass. I just want that. <laughs> Which... I, want, I want it on the record. <laughs> We're nearly at the end. Which wizarding location would you rather live in? Hogwarts, Grimmauld Place, the Burrow, or the Leaky King's Cauldron? Cross. Oh, sorry. <laughs> King's Cross isn't on there. Oh. I'm sorry, what the fuck is the grim old place? That's Harry's house. You know the one that's... That place is a shithole. Secret. It's a shithole. That's immediately off the list. So Hogwarts, the Burrow, or the Leaky Cauldron? Uh, the Burrow kind of sounds like the Batcave. No, that's that's where the Weasleys live. Yeah. Oh, the no, rickety fu- house. That for some reason they get upset is on fire in one of the films. You have magic water. <laughs> you have magic water. Also, magic just fucking rebuild that shit. Yeah. Uh, Bibbidi bobbidi built. Okay, Leaky Cauldron? It's yeah, a pub. Who doesn't a love a pub? Choice. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good it's a good hideout. And finally, now this question pisses me off the most. Ooh. Because Hermione Granger isn't an option for this question. Who in your opinion is the greatest hero of the Harry Potter series? Severus Snape. Why is he <laughs> on this list? Uh-huh. Albus Dumbledore, Lily Potter, or Harry Potter? Luna Lovegood. Luna's not on the list. Although oddly she's in the picture that's above oh, this really? question. Can I say the meme thing and say Neville Longbottom? Well, Neville's a great hero. What about disparaging Neville? Hagrid's dog Fang. Is that on the list? Oh, Fang! No, Fang's not Mm. on the list. Sorry. Choose, choose, uh, Ferenz the Dumbledore. You what? The the centaur is is Ferenz. Oh, Ferenz! No, Ferenz isn't on here. Jesus Christ, dweebs! Um, choose is uh the mirror of Irised on the list Jeez. no josh but albus dumbledore's pretty close to the mirror of erised if you want me to pick albus dumbledore please don't make me pick albus dumbledore he's shit too put dumbledore on there <laughs> this this is your punishment for talking about this is a trick question they're all not that good exactly 
Uh, who was the other one who isn't Lily Potter or Snape? Uh, Harry Potter or Albus. Oh, fuck. Not, not I know, Potter. it's a terrible list. Go Dumbledore. All right. Spice it up. I was about to say it's calculating because that's what it says on the page, but it'd be way better if it was just like, it's magically generating your name. <laughs> Would it be way better if I did my impression of Michael Gambon? Please, I've been dying for you to do it again. <laughs> Hold on, I've got to try and move away from the microphone because I'm afraid. No, no, really do it loud. as close to the microphone as possible. Do you the name of the Goblet of Fire, Harry? <laughs> <laughs> he said calmly. <laughs> he said calmly. Uh, okay, I have a name for you. Pull, pull this name out of the Goblet of Fire. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, we should have done, redone that, shouldn't we? Never mind. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm not going back. Who's the hero? Who we got? Right. Your name is Alberic Abbott. Who? Alberic? Alberic Abbott. Is that how how's that spelled? A L B E R I C. Yeah. I was hoping it was kind of spelled like brick as in a brick. Oh, like <laughs> Al and then brick. Albrick. And then they could have been some kind of weird uh I kind of feel as though we're we're forced into the idea of them being a wizard with this. So I was kind of thinking well, about some kind thing. of... Well, that's the thing. Here's the thing. Ooh. It comes with a description of Ooh. the meanings of each of these words. Sure. So, what does Albrick mean? Okay. The first name Alberic, not Albrick, Alberic. Boo. Alberic. Is of old German derivation, meaning elf or magical being or power. And then abbot is of old English origin, and the meaning is father or priest. So an abbot is the head of a religious community of monks living in a monastery. So they're a head elf who fights I vampires. Guess. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure the elves in Harry Potter are pretty, pretty shit. Yeah. Do we see any? Oh, house elves. Hmm. Yeah, house elves. There, there aren't go. actual elves in Harry Potter. There's just the house elves. All right. I'm grabbing Harry Potter, the man, mm-hmm. by the scruff of the neck, mm-hmm. and I'm tossing him out the window. Because rules. This, this hero can't use magic. We right. can't have a magical No, hero just because be- I've used a Harry Potter generator doesn't mean they have to be a Harry Potter type wizard. Yeah, exactly. This is just a name. This is the bare bones beginning. Just the name. No magic. Um, I mean, they could be an elf. Alberic Abba. At least it's at got, least a, it's got, got alliteration. alliteration. Yes. Yeah. We haven't so, made an elf character uh, before. Like a Lord of the Rings ass high yeah. fantasy elf. I don't know. Uh, Sharp from Blunt and Sharp looked pretty elfy. Yeah, I I drew his ears like his everything about him was sharp, so mm. his ears became sharp. I get it. Mm. Alberic Abbott, like the whole father thing sounds pretty good. Yeah. Power father, power father. Okay, so maybe they are a dad who gains more power the more children they adopt. Okay, in a sinister what? way or a good way. In the. <laughs> Oh, let's just make a sinister superhero. That'd no, be- no, sorry. It just sounded a bit sinister. Like, uh, they're <laughs> siphoning power from their kids. It wouldn't be anything like that. It wouldn't be evil. It would just be the fact that the more kids that they are looking after and the more kids that are under their roof and in their protection and um, they are actively helping to raise in a healthy way, the more power they'd have to fight crime. Okay. Do the kids fight? I mean... You can fight with kids, I guess. You can like throw them at people, kind of like <laughs> Trunchbull style. Just yeah, by the why pigtails. not? Maybe he can imbue the kids with power as well. Okay, How no, actually, that? come back to the Trunchbull thing. I kind of like the idea of a dad that's armored and kitted out with just kids. There you go. 
So maybe the kids can be like literal armor. So like there's two that climb aboard his shoulders <laughs> and like they become his shoulder pads. And when he throws a punch, the kids <laughs> hold their fists out and punch the bad guy. Something like that. I Yes, please. That sounds... Okay. What if the dad has no powers, but the dad gives kids powers and that's why he gathers kids? Can I just say how weird it sounds to be making a hero that gathers kids? It's very... Mm. It's, the wording it is like problematic. A, it, it does seem more almost villainous than... Yeah, like okay. it sounds like the Pied Piper or something. This requires mm. a change in syntax then. Yes. He's adopting kids. Right. He's looking after kids. The more kids he looks after... No, i got to say yeah, that, that more. That's, sort that's of... still like... <laughs> like It's all good adopting them, but he's still collecting yeah, he's collecting he, them he's and putting them in harm's for way. The good of power, but he loves kids as well. He's a dad. He's a professional dad. Yeah, he's got like a a dad mustache. He's he's got like a polo neck shirt on. Mm-hmm. He he, he, looks... he makes terrible jokes. I was going to say, are dad jokes involved in this? They have to be right. Of course, right. of course. In fact, maybe that's one of his superpowers as well. His dad jokes are so bad they physically harm villains. Maybe that's the only power he has. But his kids. The, just the, like... the collective groans from all of his children after a dad joke is almost like a sonic <laughs> wave. And it, and it just hits yeah. the villain. Right. There you go. So, was it Alberic or Alderic? Alberic. With a B. So, Alberic, he's, he's adopting kids. And maybe all the kids he adopts become, like, invulnerable. So, they get rock-hard skin and they, they cannot be harmed when they're in his presence. Right. So, he, he is wearing them like armor. And of course, he has the dead power as well. But he fights crime. He fights crime with his kids, which is, you know, the family that fights crime together stays together. Hmm. So it's all about a family being formed of all these adopted kids and yeah. one dad. Sometimes a family is one dad and 60 kids. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Sometimes a family is one superhero and... 60 essentially pieces of armor. <laughs> Could we say that he kind of goes through waves of children? So, like, when a wave grows up. <laughs> you said I sounded sinister. No, 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 no. He goes but through I'm children. Saying, no. Okay. I mean, when one group gets too old to kind of form part of the armor, they then. He, he kind of sets them up with trust funds. So each of them of course. is successful in life. He has many generations of kids that yes. he's looked after. Um, and they're all very successful. They they all are very loved. And, oh boy, you should see them all at Christmas. So I guess they live in a really big house. Of course. I mean, um, hmm. Actually, what? Maybe, maybe it's more of an island. Maybe it's more like a, like a Thunderbirds thing. <laughs> how do they get from the island to... Like, how does he get 60 kids from an island to, to the crime. mainland? Well, you know, crime. obviously, half, half of these kids, they're going to be able to fly. Come on. Oh, I guess. Yeah, they can just kind of lift him up. Just just pick up your brother and let's go. <laughs> Look, Tiffany, please. Pick up your brother. Go fight crime. Okay, so let's say some of these kids are imbued with, like, flight powers as well. And they form, like, the back part of the armor, which is just, like, a jetpack <laughs> made of kids. So some kids behind him are just windmilling their arms and that creates propulsion. <laughs> 
like some kids underneath his shoes just picture them holding his shoes either side because they're really small kids and he's got big feet and just they're flinging their legs back and forth like you know how a child swims they really kick hard but that's kind of imagining propulsion as well i'm kind of imagining the the docking emperor in one piece yeah where they all kind of combine and they just kind of hold on to each other and kind of become like a massive human robot but imagine way more parts connecting. <laughs> All I can imagine are the machines from the original Iron Man film, but like instead of armor parts, they're children just being like really mechanically <laughs> placed on this person. And uh, with every part that is placed on the dad, he just gives him a little kiss like, love you. Can, oh, can I, can I get still- these children in hot rot red? <laughs> now listen, they have to be a gold titanium alloy. <laughs> the freezing problem with children and they're, they're very... Supple skin. Very Goodness. prone to colds. Oh, God. Could you imagine being on that island? Just the fucking mess of disease there is. Do all these kids wear um, onesies? <laughs> all armored, the way. armored onesies. Up until the age of about 16, I <laughs> no, no, come suspect on. they Really? Were. Isn't every kind of superhero outfit just a onesie? Pretty much. <laughs> really? Like, at the Classic end of the day. Superman. Yeah. There you go. Let's drag on these influences from the recommendations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He is just wearing a onesie with some underwear over it. Yeah. Right, and all the kids, they're, they're disease-ridden, and they're probably very snotty, a la snot girl. Mm-hmm. No. And we oh. won't bring in the other yeah. No, we won't. We won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Unless, oh, okay. hold on, what was their, What do they do to bring in money? Um, and wait, don't think that I'm talking about the oh, sex Lord. side. That is terrible. No, I'm talking about the acting side. Maybe in the day, the not-quite-orphanage functions as like a talent house hmm a talent house for, house for kids yeah so like you know there's like kid stars in lots of things so maybe they all like appear in hmm. Hmm. now you see no it's a good tangent but maybe it's wrong for this dad this dad is a hero he's yeah. going to he's going to adopt these orphan kids yeah child actors are quite exploited aren't they so that's a yeah bad. yeah okay i'll take <laughs> the, these I'll kids take are being exploited they're literally being made to fight crime <laughs> that is very uh, true and, and literally hold it. their father above their shoulders and move all i can imagine is like um the dad holding out a fist and then like a, a kid unraveling his head and just looking and just like <laughs> at the enemy <laughs> <laughs> and that'd be like a crazy crazy powerful attack maybe the spit has um, like war the world ass germs on it and it just shuts down mm. alien invaders i think there's a few options we can have an orphanage which is always very good good for the community look after the kids um oh i guess it ha- could be government funded if it's a proper orphanage <laughs> imagine all those sweet government checks he's getting from 60 <laughs> kids that could be a source of conflict though when some of the kids get a bit older and more self-aware they can be like y- you're only using us and stuff and he can this can be like a conflict, like he's just trying to tell them, like, no, I, I want you to feel part of this family and, and I love you because I'm your dad. Ooh. And then he tells a very Ooh. bad dad joke and then they're like, no, man, I'm leaving. <laughs> Hello, what? leaving. I'm dad. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, can't take it anymore. <laughs> Every day with the same jokes, dad. <laughs> I mean, he could be like getting a little bit extra on the side, being a superhero. For the kids. So the government's all like, okay, if you if you be a superhero for us, then we will give you more money per kid than the average family. Yeah, that's an interesting mm. idea. Or maybe he could be like a sponsored superhero. Yeah. A la one of my favourites, like Booster Gold. Oh. Booster Gold sponsored? 
when he first started out, it was all about like him drinking cans of branded soft drinks and smiling at the camera. Oh, I thought he was just like seducing older women and then getting them to pay him. Oh, he he eventually. Oh, does. oh okay. Um, <laughs> I guess the uh, sponsorship money runs out. <laughs> I seem to remember in the Smallville version, he was just littered in logos. Oh, what if? Maybe each kid that... can be wearing, sorry, a onesie that has a logo on. <gasps> oh, adding f- further to the conflict. Yeah. Like, he's having to shill his children too. And he doesn't like it, but it's, again, the conflict comes back to them accusing him. And he's like, I'm doing what's best for you. I care about you. I'm trying to take care of you. And I can't do that without money. Such a damn I'm running problem. Lord of the Flies. I need money. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying this hero very much because this man wears a suit made out of kids. Did you, you have you ever seen that statue about the guy who's fighting off like little toddlers? No. I'm gonna have to show you guys because uh, this this is reminding me a lot of that particular statue, but <laughs> in the opposite way. He's looking after all the kids. He's bringing them in. He's attaching them to his body. They're firing off projectiles out of their eyes. Probably is there is there a a a partner? Like perhaps like a mother? No, is no. There... I, I just want there to be one dad, one parent, mm. one caregiver. We're sticking with the whole meme of like a family can be one dad and yes, a billion and, children. Yes, and a billion children. Yes. What? Maybe like one of the kids. Maybe one of the kids like grew up to a certain age, but stayed with Pappy. No. You know? What if the this like twenty year old, twenty one year old? What if like they tried to go out into the world, but as is natural with a. Uh, the nowadays economy shall we say they had to come back after university because jobs what are those maybe they came back to the the warm embrace of of pappy i don't want the... any other adults to have permanent residence in this orphanage because i think it would add to the dad's struggles to have no adults constantly supporting him with all these kids oh dang like he i like the idea of maybe some of the more successful kids can visit you know and like Mm. kid of the week here's a returning (laughs) successful child (laughs) what's their shtick oh well this one's a very popular businesswoman and her her building has been broken into we gotta stop that come on kids road trip form dadtron dadtron oh okay i see what you're you're getting at you want that constant source of drama and yeah. sort of what's the word i'm looking for so, so, not sadness but sort of tension you want you need a reason for the re- talking analyst for just a second you have to excuse me but for a main character to be appealing there has to be some need and his need isn't just well i mean his main need is to take care of the kids right maybe because he's trying to fill another hole in his heart there you go Hey. Right. See, right, kids, guys, peeps at home, writing, writing stories is easy. No, is. Writing good <laughs> stories is the fucking hard part. <laughs> but I reckon we're onto a winner here. Villains? Question mark. Well, before that, can I run an idea for one of the kids? Always. You may. I think one in particular should be a hidden kid on the body. Maybe this one clings to like somewhere on the back and is hidden by a couple of the other kids that form the armor but basically they're like the last resort and it's this okay. teeny tiny toddler that the secret weapon is taking their their dummy out or their binky or whatever you want to call it and they just wail and it's deafening and the most ah, yes, the, uh, confusing ba- distracting noise yes what what you've invented jade is essentially a child version of the noisy cricket from men in black and 
That's fucking incredible. Can he hold it like a gun too? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe they can be twins and they can rise up from either shoulder. Like oh, over yeah. I'm, I'm sure I actually like the idea of, you know, those like little harnesses you wear for like young children. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Over your chest. Yeah. Just having one maybe there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like if there's one on each peck, shall we say, he can take like the dummies out of both of their mouths and just put them in his ear. That's Ugh. that's good though, putting it in his ear. That's very good. I like that. And then they can holler away and he's just there like, ha ha, out of girls, out of boys. Yeah, good. Out like of both. Okay, <laughs> so villains. Oh, okay. Villains. Now, easy route here is there's a child snatcher. I've got lollipops. I can smell them. Yeah, that All guy. All free today. <laughs> but... Child snatching is a little less innocent than it was back in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang Girls. That's very true. You know, as silver age as this comic is getting. How about um, something more uh, from another very naive series, uh, Pippi Longstocking. Hmm. But the villain in that was the government wanting Pippi to go to school. <laughs> so so maybe someone comes in, like social services, like, why aren't these kids in school? <laughs> <laughs> You're putting them in danger every day. He's like, they're, they're having fun. They're learning about the world. Stop wearing them on your body. <laughs> Everywhere on your body. It's not good. You're stunting their development. Albert, Especially that Albert. one that you are literally standing on as platforms. <laughs> no, he enjoys it. He enjoys it. He's a bit of a hush puppy himself. Hey. Um... But the thing is, we already sort of oh, talked about the government. maybe when they come in, sorry, I have to interrupt with a dad pun. Maybe when the social services person comes in and he's in full armor, um, dadtron, uh, yeah. he says, I'd get you something to drink, but my hands are full. <laughs> and as he holds his hands up, which are literally full of children. But then all the ha- kids hold their hands up and yeah. they've all got sweets or something. Yeah, yeah. For a job well done, naturally. <laughs> oh, what if the villains are all based around various... Um, Various evil shit for kids. So maybe there is like a, a... Going a little bit Powerpuff Girls here. Maybe there is like a sweet-based villain, like a candy man who's hell-bent on ruining kids' teeth. I'd or, like that. And there could be like um a major <laughs> so weakness. Be... Oh. Go on, Josh. I, I, Sorry. I hear the, the, the lightning has struck you. Oh, I was trying to think of one. Okay. Now, we kind of touched on it slightly with why aren't these kids in school. So can I introduce to you my new villain, the school run? <laughs> oh no! I... A a walking school, hell bent <laughs> on uh, what's the word? Educating. I'm doing air quotes into their yeah. own particular way of villainy. Oh my! So it's basically the wall you want. You know, all in all, they are just a bum, <laughs> yes. Another <bum>, <laughs> brick in the wall. <laughs> If they can have like their really cool seventies aesthetic, then I'm all for that. Wait, and also, wait, 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 wait. I'm trying to picture this. Are you talking about a literal walking school building? Yep. Okay, cool. Pro- probably run right by then. someone called the headmaster or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll so, have like one of those crazy mortarboards. Uh, the legs can be those hammers that walk in the Pink Floyd video. Mm-hmm. Principal Teachwell is out to teach the kids, <laughs> but the school does have like a thousand creepy legs. It might not even be just like kids; like they'll just be re-edu- re-educating people to steal stuff and just oh, okay, commit yeah, crime. Like oh, oh yes, school run, Josh. That's a tech. <laughs> cool. Oh, so coming okay. back to the sweet villain. Oh, oh yeah, sorry. 
I feel, no, it's fine. I just had a, a good idea for this one being a major weakness because even though the kids are adamant that they'll never, you know, break the the bonds of family that form Dadtron when, oh. when sweets are thrown at them, and in particular their favorites, they just drop off like fucking flies. They just fall down and they buzz off to pick up the sweets when they spot one Holy of their favorites. Shit. And so Dadtron starts to slowly, as close as he gets to the villain, <laughs> he peels bits off. Not willingly. He's like, wait, come back. David, David, put that down. Oh my God. Charlotte, what don't a- put that in your mouth. Charlotte, <laughs> spit that out. Jade, that might be one of your best angles yet. Mm. Holy shit. What, what's her name? Humbug? Humbug's pretty good. No, but kids hate humbugs. No, they do, yeah. Can they look a bit like the Bertie Bassett's licorice all sorts, man? Yeah. Literally made of candy. <laughs> Literally made of candy. Um, they could be called um, Sherbert. Oh, I want to work off something too with like Gobstopper. I feel like there's something in there. No, we already used... Wait, when did Have we, we used Gobstopper? Stopper? I'm sure we used Gobstopper. I can't remember. Mobstopper. They were the Mobstopper. Oh, yeah. 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 Cleopatra Parfait. They would be called the um, the <laughs> the Midget Gem. I don't know. <laughs> hundreds and thousands, because she's made up of hundreds and thousands of sweets, which, some of which looks. are hundreds of thousands. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Have they got a licorice whip? Yeah, they've of got course. any kind of sweet you can think of. They Listeners, if you got any ideas for a name for this uh, sweet-based villain that we seem to be oddly struggling on... Uh, We're not. We've offered up plenty of tasty ideas for this Th- one. There'll they'll, they'll be, be something. It'll come at like 55th minute. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm just going to give a plug. At BBR underscore podcast if you want to hit us up with some sweet names. Let's, let's have one more villain. Um, a nice trio for a, a sinister three style team has to be Can one I... of the previous kids no oh maybe like a band of teen like no you see rebellious teens oh no 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 i've got i've got a, a different uh, idea. they're called rebels with causes hey i like that <laughs> they, they all look exactly like james dean um i do have another idea for a villain it might get a little sinister though okay it might hit a little close to home we'll see how it this... goes in this year of 2017, they are a YouTube star that make um, toy opening videos that all the kids fucking love. And they lure them in and entice them to not only buy all their crappy merchandise, but also to sort of hypnotize them to... Like, comment, um, and subscribe. Yes. <laughs> there you go. They can be called a LCS. I don't L- know. Local comic store. Well, no, couldn't it be like a pun on Pied Piper? Because instead of playing a panpipe to little kids, they're playing these videos. <gasps> PewDiePiper? Nope, we're not <laughs> referencing that piece of shit. <laughs> that is a good pun, but no. Uh, Pied de Piper, how about that? What? No, something to do with like videoing or vlogging. Um, View the viewer, I don't know. Either way. YouTube, YouTube-based villain because apparently a lot of kids have been uh well a lot of kids watch YouTube and turns out <laughs> you you don't want your kids watching YouTube nope. unsupervised. You certainly don't. I ain't even a pappy and I know that. So I'm sorry I cut you off during your uh your teenager idea. No, that was a good idea though. Mm. But fucking YouTube might be a little trash and we can make that statement in our comic. Are you brave no, enough I to like, make that I statement? I like that, but maybe they could have roped like. A couple of their first victims are some of the teenagers because they've they're more susceptible. They fell into it quicker. Exactly. T- 
tying in with the whole teen aspect. Ooh, I think I think I've got enough brain space for a few more ideas. For a little bit of miscellaneous extra plus bonus content for the back of the book. No? No, no, sorry, I'm, I'm still in my mind. I'm still, like, brainstorming sweet names. <laughs> oh, no. Josh, you gotta stop. You gotta stop. That's that's a black hole. They could I, be... I, think, I think we might be okay with hundreds and thousands. Mars bars attacks. Um, <laughs> um, the Snicker Snatcher. <laughs> I think we're going to have to some call sort of, uh, Maybe some sort of, like, holiday-based villain, because obviously, you know, trying to take your kids on holiday is bad oh. enough when there's, like, two of them. When you've got like sixty, oh, that's when the vacationer. The strikes. vacationer. Yeah, I think. I think. I think we're all fresh out of ideas. If we're going, have for you the ever vacationer. tried applying sun cream to sixty children all at once? <laughs> well, you see, my secret with that is I become a superhero who imbues their kids with superpowers. I apply myself with excess sun cream and tell them to jump on to fight crime and then they just kind of cover themselves. <laughs> that's great. And that's how he sorts that problem. Yeah, that's a pretty good solution there. But mm. I like the idea of a holiday villain. Um, Some sort of trouble with like a road trip. Yeah. Oh, God. Some sort of flat tire villain. Like what a, if... No, I'm thinking like some sort of guide. Like, you know, on those package holidays where you get the guide mm. that's really boring and it's just like hey i'm peppy if you look to your left you'll see fields if you look to your right you'll see also fields some sort of villain so, so- called like all-inclusive all-inclusive <laughs> <laughs> oh man the butlins bang up some well shit like i did that. think butlins would make a good like name for a group the butt lins so like they're all named lin and they have big butts or something <laughs> We got something with that? <laughs> the Is that something? I think with that, I think it's time that we wrap up. Okay. I think, I think so, Josh. Jade is out of ideas. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening to us create a oh, superhero. Oh, wait, no, hold on. Here it is. No, I'm just saying, Enamel could totally work with this. Oh, shit, yeah. Oh, no, those innocent kids. <laughs> shit. Take them, take them to the dentist and you run into Enamel. <laughs> That's a crossover for, well, former nightmares, uh, unfortunately. And it's also a good excuse for me to remind everyone how good the name Enamel is. <laughs> and for me to remind them just how terrifying the illustration was. Remember that? Remember those eyes staring into your soul, wanting I your guess teeth? I guess I'm going to have to remind you two that we are at the end of the episode. Ah, Sorry. Okay, cool. Thank you all so much for listening to us ramble about our past achievements, even though the we just achieved... sidetracked. No, oh, naturally. Come on, there's a nice little God. rail that goes around the entire island. Yes, yeah. And then he sort of like uses his kids to ride those. Ra- Thank you so much for listening to. <laughs> oh my us. God, he fell Finished into the it. episode three times. Uh, if you could do us a few favors, uh, of course, as always, giving us an iTunes rating. If you give us a review on iTunes, a very nice one, please. Then we will use whatever name you leave on that review and use it in the generation of one of our superheroes. So you too can be a hero. However, if you don't want to do that, you can always leave us a star rating. You can still be a hero. Just just anonymous. Yes, more of a supportive kind of hero. You know, someone in the back saying, you can do it. Still appreciate it, though. And word of mouth is still a thing in the year 2017. If you know someone who enjoys podcasts, comics, they're of the creative sort, maybe they're a writer or an artist, they're looking for something to listen to while they work, send them our way. We'll be very glad to entertain them during their long stints at the drawing station writing station 
Send them our way anyway. You never know. Something might happen. And of course, we are on Twitter at BBR underscore podcast. Hit us up if you want to talk about anything comics related. If you want to suggest some ideas for Alberic Abbott and his allotment of children. If you want to just, you know, get your latest and best BBRP updates. Jade will be drawing this hero on we the following Friday. We haven't actually thought of a name for the actual hero themselves. And I, I feel like it was the Power Father. That was like the literal meaning of his name. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Power Father, or we had. So, uh, I always wanted to say that all inclusive actually works. <laughs> <laughs> oh. but, you know, no, sorry, I, I don't want to get us on a tangent again. You're, you don't want to sidetrack us. Names. I don't want to sidetrack us. Uh, you're a little late. You're a little late for for names, Josh. Unfortunately, mm, sorry. we'll have to leave it to the listeners. You have been bitten by a radioactive podcast. I am Dean, the Daddy McKnight. Damn it! You stole my idea. You could be Jade, the Daddy Sarson. I'm no. I'm Jade, ten dads in jeans, Sarson. <laughs> and I am Josh. I still can't believe that Dean is against the idea of sidetrack, despite the amount of travel analogies that he makes, Randall. Exactly. <laughs> Listen, I've taken my side. Good night, everybody. Um, hey, ASIO credits. I think that's a spell that works. Um... Bitten by Radioactive Podcast has been hosted by Dean McKnight, Jade Sarson, and Josh Randall. It is also edited by both Dean and Josh. As per, BBR underscore podcast is where you can get a hold of us. Uh, we throw up those cool comic recommendations every Wednesday. Um, and hey, if you think we've missed out a pretty good idea for a hero, come back and yell at us for it. Um, but on the other hand... Do leave us some good feedback on iTunes and we'll use your name in a future generator. I think that is all for this week. Uh, So enjoy the rest of it and we'll see you next time.